Well, happy February, everyone. Jim, how are you, bud? Patrick, I am good. Uh, We are back for number 118. Happy February. We're recording here on the 1st. Um, Happy happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year to you. It's the Chinese New Year. It's the kickoff to Black History Month. It's the, it's leap year, right? It's it's not leap year. It's not leap year this year. But when 28 this days. We do. We have 28 days to get going. And when this comes out, we will uh, it will be Groundhog Day, February 2nd. So I hope everyone's Groundhog Day festivities are going really well. Uh, if you don't like them, just wake up again tomorrow and try all over again. Never been a fan of the Groundhog Day. Don't know what the shadow means. <laughs> I've always been slightly annoyed by the whole thing. I agree. I don't understand it. I'm not playing along. I mean, it's but, six months. It's six weeks or a month and a half, right? Isn't it the same thing either way? It's not accurate. Never has been. <laughs> and his name is Phil. <laughs> is it? It's always a different groundhog. I don't know. That is in Pennsylvania, though. And my, you know, Joe just did a, a paper on Pennsylvania. I don't know if she mentioned the the groundhog. I perused the paper. There was. No one mentioned, she did not mention Mr. Belvedere or Sid Bream. There wasn't anything in there about the, wasn't anything in there about the Penn State pedophile scandal. So well, good. Really, really not revealing at all. It's like C minus, Joe. It'd be very weird if she was doing investigative journalism for a third grade class. Is it third or fourth? It's uh, fourth grade. Okay. So, the well, key, then go for the it. Key, the Keystone grade, which is. <laughs> Ironic that you picked that something. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that uh, nothing happened outside of cities that had sports teams. Like I would only pick things, be like Pennsylvania. Yeah, they got two sports teams. That place has got to be the best. They had two different cities that have teams. Or they're, that's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Like Montana, like <laughs> you want five pages on Montana? <laughs> what are we going to do? You mean Joe Montana who plays for San Francisco? <laughs> He's not even from there. Can you believe it? That's unbelievable. Yeah, the uh, the state papers, they could be a stretch. And all the good ones are taken mm. out, out of the gate. Um, but anyway, they're, they're getting the projects done over there. It's got to be so different now because before it was like, hey, you got to look this up in a few different places and come up with the answer. But now because of the Internet, it's like, hey, the first page has the first thing that pops up has everything you need to know. Right. You know I mean, yeah. like it's gotta be so hard to, to transfer information. There are some rules on the sources you can use. So they try and get them to, you know, be a little bit more resourceful, like, and they can't use Wikipedia. Um, but you know, they're taking a break this week, Jim, it's Catholic schools week. So no homework this week, which really? I'm happy about because I don't have to do any third grade math, which is harder than it sounds. <laughs> Maybe not for you. <laughs> Not Mr. Integers. <laughs> no, man, I imagine it is. What is it like? They just don't give them homework for a week and call it Catholic Schools Week? Is this like a marketing campaign? What, what's going on here? Well, they haven't been in a uniform the last two days. It feels like Public Schools Week. Oh, wow. Over there. <laughs> yesterday was yesterday was a roll out of bed day. It's like, do, do we have to pay, pay the same amount for this? They're in their pajamas over there? Roll out of bed day. It's like, it's like is this a nod to the resurrection? You talk about the ultimate. Roll out of bed day. <laughs> day three. He is risen. Push yes, that boulder. They, um, they went over there. I said, uh, 
I said to my boys, your hair looks perfect. We're all out of bed day. You guys have been preparing for this. <laughs> your whole lives, really. Like they're ironing their pants and putting deodorant on every other day. They roll out of bed every day. <laughs> father, father, come get my ascot. Yeah, they're not getting all dialed up. So, yeah, I don't know what Catholic Schools Week is. Sounds like propaganda. I don't think we had it when we were little. They uh, Today they did the rosary. Kids were fighting over the rosary. We had two rosaries. We had three kids. So watching them fight over a rosary, kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for it to bust and just the beads go flying. I had to, like, intervene, like, chill out with the rosary. Because, you know, a lot of these things... And you're not as a um, as a um, maybe devout Catholic as yeah I'm not Catholic me, I, I don't yeah I'm not, but I was I'm raised and into this so I know the rules like some things are blessed sure so if they're blessed you don't wear them you don't you know you don't ah. handle you don't you don't you're not all roughshod with something that after it's blessed sure so they it's like uh, getting a baseball card graded I get that. <laughs> so yeah they had uh they they wore red today i don't know what that was red they wore red for the holy spirit sure okay. all right didn't know red was the holy spirit color <laughs> it looks the spirit looks good in red i will i will say that i get why they chose it they look like a different school over there walking in <laughs> with the red they look like saint christina they look like a rival <laughs> we had a basketball game last night too these third graders like can we not set the pace for, with roll out of bed day trying to get this team fired up shouldn't roll out of bed day bay at the end of the week like yawning what um did you win the game we lost 12 to 11 jim oh wow it's a high scorer though it was we were in it it was it was close um i gotta tell you man it was it it, <laughs> it was a bummer but there was a situation i don't want to put anyone on blast here but oh, I love there was stuff. a um there was an unhappy dad about a call at the end of the game. Really? <laughs> Were you the unhappy dad? I did like put my hand out like to the ref, like, you know, <laughs> you got to hit, but you know, kind of like kidding. Sure. You, know? you weren't like, we were, I'll see you in the parking lot. We were messing with them. Uh, you know, we made a comment earlier to the, to the refs. Um, but yeah, it's third grade. They're, they're traveling every possession, right. double dribble, Foul, reach, everything, dude. Yeah, you got carry. So there was a, you know, an exchange. Like, call it both ways. Like they shot four free throws. <laughs> we didn't shoot any. So it was a little bit out of balance. Entirely lopsided in a twelve eleven game. But yeah, it was. Uh, if if that's a sign of things to come, because dude, you go go on Twitter. You see this stuff every week. Oh yeah, someone's at attacking a ref someone's screaming there's you know someone tried to pants a ref did Jesus. you see that no and uh and it was like a, a someone that was like an elected official like a state <laughs> rep somewhere it's insane their team shot four free throws did they make any free throws i do not believe they did no they didn't make any they were i feel uh, like in a for a young team that might be more detrimental than beneficial to have free throw shot. Yeah. That, well, you have, you can move up a step from the, the free throw line. Okay. I've, I've seen some made, but yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and, you know, at that level, they have no clue. 
they're jumping over the line or <laughs> they, you know, you get it. And they, it's like a time bomb, like a hot potato. They just throw it right up there. They don't take any, <laughs> it's like, you can gather yourself, you know? Right. They don't they take the time. Chuck it. Man. I, I felt like free throws were extra nerve wracking. Cause like when you're in the game, like you just, you just move, you know what I mean? Like you do things without thinking free throws. It's like, everyone's watching me. Now I'm all nervous. Like I hated that. That was not an anxious person's favorite thing. Like Jimmy's going to the line. I'm like, no, can we just take it out from the side? Can we just take it out? You didn't touch me. It's It's fine. I'm not bleeding. (laughs) You are bleeding. It's still okay. (laughs) Yeah. Shooting a free throw is all eyes on you. And it gets, it gets so quiet in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, well, anyway, the game was fun. The, um, the weekend was good. I know you had a a crazy weekend. Where were you at? Yeah. Yeah. I was in, uh, Tiffin, Ohio, uh, about an hour outside of Toledo. Uh, what can only appropriately be referred to as the middle of nowhere, but they, uh, it's like a town of like 17,000 people, but man, Patrick, I I was telling you last week, I'm like, I think there's something special about this. This theater sat like 1,250 people. They had 1,250 Tiffanites. Yeah. 1,250 Tiffany's were in attendance. And uh, I'm like, I think we're not alone now. Um, No, they had over a thousand people attend. That's a fantastic Tiffany reference. You have every right to roll your eyes. Um, Over a thousand people were there, man. It was great. But they don't tell us much about it until we get there. It's just like, hey, we're booking you for the show, blah, blah, blah. And when you get there. It's called the Nobodies of Comedy Tour. And uh, I get why they didn't tell us that at a time. That deflates the ego a little bit. Palisek, my buddy, our buddy Michael Palasek was on the show, and he had a great joke about just how, like, so you looked at who we were, and we're like, hmm, more people will show up if we just say no one's here. <laughs> it, you're, like, checking in. <laughs> I'm one of the nobodies. <laughs> you are? Oh. One of the no ones is here. One of the we no don't have a room for him. Good. Good. That's how yeah, it's supposed to work. Here's your dressing room. It just says, what's his face? <laughs> and then there were some like uh, lineup changes due to, uh, due to, uh, uh, you know, the Nor'easter. So there was someone coming in from like Boston who couldn't make it. So it was uh, Mike Palasek, Mike Paramore and Mike Armstrong. And I was like, we, we could have called the mics of comedy. <laughs> one of the nobodies had to be replaced. Yeah. One of the nobody. <laughs> like we'll get somebody, we'll get nobody else to do it. <laughs> could have been called the mics. That's right. Bumping mics. Bumping mics. <laughs> mics and Jim. Oh, well, that's it, great. You must've stood out. It was really fun, man. Absolutely. It was a great show. So shout out to any new brims that uh, came to us from there. Shout out to uh, new brims across the board, Patrick. We are, we're doing great. Uh, and it's all thanks to the Brimleys. We had our biggest week ever. We did have our largest week ever. We had a, we had a bangle week. We had a week as good as the best helmeted squad in the national football league. Ooh, the bongles from the, from the queen city. Yeah, I got, a, I got a guy who lives down the street from me. And I honestly, this is my idea. I told Sarah today and I might do this. I have to do it now. By the time this posts, I hope that this is in the can. I can't I'm, go, I'm going to his house. It, he, he has bangles stuff plastered to his home year round, not just in season, 
it wow. escalates during the season, but he has Bengal stuff. This is a block outside of Chicago city limits. Your uncle will know it's right down the street from Evergreen park high school, okay. home of the Unabomber for all the brims out there. The Unabomber did go to Evergreen park high school. He's not their official mascot though. Correct. I, the Unabomber is not no. the official. Okay. <laughs> they are the Mustangs. They should oh, okay. be the Unabombers. Be. All right. So when, if you get caught by a train, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone in the neighborhood was thinking about this guy on Sunday. Yeah. Like, Good for him. So I'm Jim. I'm bringing him a bottle of bubbly and a, <laughs> a six pack of old style. And I'm going to reach across the aisle and say, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. We are all happy for you. I mean, he is, I'm telling you, his car is decorated. Biggest Bengals fan right in the middle of the bears. It's like, it's just, who is this guy? And I, and I want to meet him. I do want to meet him. That's great. What if it's the cat, man? Oh, dude, what the cat, the, cat. the cat all along was the bangles. Unbelievable. Maybe he, oh, they should, they should meet though, regardless. <laughs> I mean, they have to be in the same Facebook group somewhere along the way, right? Some sort of weird cat lover connection somehow. That's cool as hell, man. That's really great. I hope you do that. I hope you also bring him a bowl of Skyline chili. There I was hope. one time when we were ahead of him. It's like, who is this guy? The Bengals. Why are you wasting your time? We got the Bears right here. <laughs> and then they just surpassed us. Very quickly. And good for them, right? They haven't, I mean, like you said, they haven't had anything good happen for that franchise in quite some time. Uh, it's great. When you say this guy's got stuff all over his house, what do you mean? Can you give us some examples? Does he have like, like signs in his yard? Is it like Bengal crossing only? Is it just jerseys hanging? What's he got? Um, he has a underneath his porch it's a cincinnati Bengals like fat head but it's so instead of like cement you know a lot of people have bricks he yeah. has a Bengals fat head <laughs> <laughs> oh okay like, like you know how the front of a house sometimes is like a looms sure. aluminum siding and like a window right, right. this is stripes <laughs> black and orange stripes this is he incredible in, he lives in a bungalow it's a uh, <laughs> A well Chicago bungalow. Well, no, honestly, honestly, dude, he just has bangle stuff everywhere. And, and it's, it's just, I don't know. That's but fantastic. All, but all of a sudden Andy Dalton's on our team. <laughs> and then boom, look what happens to them. <laughs> and then boom. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. Uh, I know we got some brims out in the queen city. Big shout out to them. Congratulations. Well-deserved. Well, it adds up. It is the year of the tiger too. Ooh. To put it all together, as you did with the Catman, right? It's a year at the Tiger, the Chinese New Year. That it is. It's not the year of the Chief. It's not. not the year of the 49er. It certainly isn't. And the Bears aren't even on the calendar. (laughs) There's no year of the Bear. There's no year of the Bear. When is the year of the the Ram? Why would there be like a bear, like a panda or a whatnot or a kitty? There's year not one the, at all. Year of Hello Kitty. I was just in China and it's year of Hello Kitty. <laughs> it's a tiger. It is a tiger. <laughs> um, yeah, it is the beginning of Lunar New Year. And what a celebration that is. I was, I've been trying to figure out the Chinese New Year versus Lunar New Year thing. And basically, that's just kind of what we've always called it. But it's not just in China where they celebrate. That's where, that's where the name Lunar New Year comes in. Okay. So what does that mean? Just places like 
so it's, it's the it's a lunar calendar that they're using, right? And that starts this year on February 1st, but it's not just in China. So communities like Vietnam, South Korea, Singapore, and Indonesia, over a billion people utilize the calendar this way. I didn't know that. And uh, the origins of this, um, Lunar New Year began as a way to scare a monster named Nyan who would attack villagers at the start of every new year. How different is that? We're like, oh man, January one, clean slate. Let's uh, let's have some resolutions. Let's uh, let's be better people. They were like, January one, we're fucked. Man's gonna come murder everybody. <laughs> like their countdown has to be so different in energy. It definitely is. And they had. Um, it says that they to scare him. They had to wear red. And because oh. um, he didn't like red or loud noises. So that's why you see fireworks and the dragon. And that's why my kids wore red today. There you go. Because, because the Catholic schools have been compromised by the Chinese <laughs> government. And we are just now piecing it together. Breaking news. Grims. <laughs> the Chinese government made my kids wear red today under <laughs> under the guise of recognizing the Holy Spirit. What in the Sam hell? Take those Jordan sweats off. That's not for the Holy Spirit. That's for Mao. That's incorrect. <laughs> I don't know anything for certain on any of these subjects, but I'm pretty sure this is incorrect. Jim, it does seem highly odd. Why were they wearing red today? <laughs> it's because this monster Nyan. Use it to, to your advantage. Every uh, Lunar New Year, people clean their homes to rid it of bad luck. You think you can put these kids to work? <laughs> They do. The kids actually get off work, not to be bringing up the labor laws over there, because when mm -hmm. I was selling packaging, this was the time of year where nothing was going on. Oh, yeah. So you would get um, inquiries and like, sorry, factories are closed. Like everyone went home. There's nothing going on over there. Chinese New Year was nothing I really considered until I was in this, uh, the packaging world, that industry, Jim, in which I was a Titan at some point, I was a Titan, <laughs> you were of, a titan industry. of industry, <laughs> a Titan of industry. Mm, I remember the Titans of industry. Um, yeah, that's very true. And they shut down for a couple of weeks. They like have a, a big celebration. Uh, it was probably originally they would shut down just to see who was left after Nyan ran through town. But, uh, eventually it became a couple of weeks where they have a feast and a party. And dude, and it is something else, right, to consider because, you know, I have children and to think to think that like some of these kids, what they have to, the life that they have to live. Yeah. I was talking with, talking with my mom the other day, my great grandma, who I've mentioned on here before, I mean, she worked in a linen mill. She made hats when it's she crazy. was 11 and 12 years old, <laughs> worked in a factory. It's crazy. Can you imagine? No. I mean, if my, if Joe's tomorrow was like off day, Catholic schools week is over. Yeah. It's making, linen year. Yeah. You're going to be making Carhartt hats down to the mill clock in. Yeah, man. You're right. You're right. We don't think about it. That's why I'm saying these kids need to be doing more. Sarah's always <laughs> like, don't you miss when they were just so tiny. It's like, they should be making breakfast. <laughs> why at the, Turn on the food channel. They're baking cakes. These kids are so capable. They are so capable. Why aren't we having them do more laundry? They can't do the laundry. They, why aren't my kids folding all of the clothes? Honestly, 
Things are changing around here, Jim. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know any of this, but uh, is that what you get when you watch like MasterChef? Are you just you just look at the kids and be like, why aren't you making soufflés? <laughs> Can none of you blanch? Uh, what do you blanch? What yeah. kind of food gets blanched? Um, a golden girl. Can none of you blanch a rose? Yeah, the the kids. Are, well, Joe actually does bake a little bit, but the, it, it's insane now. You turn the TV on and the kids are baking and the adults are building Legos. Yeah, it's man. Like, what, what are we watching? <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome though. Wouldn't you prefer life? If you were like, Hey, go make daddy a snack. I'm going to build Legos. Dude, I almost, I, I'm telling you, I don't even like watching that Lego show because I don't want him to think that's an option. <laughs> like a career path. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to build Legos like the people on TV. I can do this till I'm 30. <laughs> oh boy. Well, it depends. It depends how you feel about other people. Oh man. That's how I felt like watching last comic standing. That's what's so scary about this. <laughs> depends on how you feel about human touch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oh, that's so funny. I don't know about all that, but. I would like to see uh, them stepping it up around here. If, For sure. Uh, of course, I didn't want to be participating in that when I was 11 or 12. No. Well, maybe they will this year, Patrick. Now that's the year of the tiger and uh, Nyan is running free. Maybe they will participate a little bit more. So who, do you, who does this mean good things for, right? We got the Bengals. We think Tiger Woods is going to have a big comeback this year. What Tigers do you think are going to be impacted positively by this? You know, I kind of lost track of where he is with everything, but hit the, that accident he was in, that car accident, I guess, was very devastating. Very I don't know if we're going to see another uh, comeback from him. Are there other Tigers? So Tiger King just got, uh, like, reset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, who else? Glad they got that in before the year the Tiger began. Uh, Tony the Tiger. I feel like it's going to be a big year for Frost and Flakes. Of some He's going to go back. Go back to previous years and see what happened, right? Did the Detroit Tigers ever win a year of the Tiger? That's Did the um, the LSU Tigers? Was Siegfried eaten by the Tiger during the year of the Tiger? Was it Siegfried? <laughs> I don't even know if it was Siegfried. Who knows, really? So last year was the year of the metal ox, or the, the year of the ox. Part of it is a metal ox, and some of it's an earth ox. Anyway, last year was the year of the ox. I feel like it wasn't a great year for oxen. Do you remember that uh, Tim Walco joke? Mm -mm. It was like, uh, he's like, it's a year of the tiger, but I'm still writing rabbit on my check. It <laughs> was fantastic. I love it. That's a good joke. Where were you this weekend? I was in Syracuse, home of the... Uh... The orange. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I listened to our bonus episode that I recorded there, and I felt like I sounded my voice a little bit. I mean, come on. I got to step it up for the brims. I was like, come on. Where's the energy? Let's ah, go. You were great. Syracuse was great. It was freezing cold. Wake Forest was there at the hotel. They were playing the orange at the Carrier Dome. It was in ah. the elevator. It was in the elevator with some demon deacons. What a great mascot. I said, guys, they're going to play a zone. You just said that in the elevator. <laughs> Did they laugh? You know, the, the guy, yeah, he was laughing. Did you hear um, that Beheim is that his son? He's a kid in college. 
I would have, I would have assumed he has a grandkid in college of anything. Right. He's like 76, 77. Someone's like, yeah, Bayheim. They said that they're terrible. And Bayheim's son is on the team and plays or two of them. It's like, what's going on there? They're bad, but his kids are playing. Oh, they, yeah. But then his kid poured in like 30 that night. And um, Giannis was there. Oh, I was wow. trying to figure, figure that connection out. Yeah, no clue. In season. Uh-huh. On an off night. What are you doing ran- in upstate New York? Randomly at a Syracuse game. Oh, man. That is very strange. Yeah. Jimmy Boheim has two kids playing for him. Was that just the part of his career he's at? He's like, uh, we're just going to coach my kids team for fun. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. I don't even. I just tell him when I'm coaching my kids. Right. He, he must be just waiting. If I retire, they'll get cut. So <laughs> I got to hang out here. Good. So you made it. You beat the weather. You took an early flight to get out there, right? Yeah, I got out there, beat that storm, never really got too affected by it. It was worse here in Chicago than it was there. So um, absolutely good, good way to close out the month. And now we're uh, now we're heading towards the Super Bowl. As we just stated, we have our weekend in Cleveland at Hilarities, bud. Can't wait to get there February 10th through 12th. 100%. So we're going to have a uh, Cleveland-themed episode, I believe, next week. We're going to be recording from Hilarities or somewhere in Cleveland. Yes, we are. And we may have a guest, Jim. I've reached out to a guest. And uh, we'll know more about that soon. We'll be waking up there Super Bowl Sunday. I just was uh, checking out the performers at halftime on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Did you see who's going to be out there? They got a bunch. Yeah, it's like Actually, a uh, it's like Dre's crew, right? Yeah, Lindsay will be working there from uh, who helped at the Vic, and she runs Sebastian's tour. Sebastian, she really? is. She'll be heading out from our trip this weekend. We're going to Milwaukee and Minneapolis, and then she's going right to L.A. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got. You want to give the artists? Yeah, so it's uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. That's a great lineup, huh? Yeah, it really is. It really is. So a lot of a uh, lot of connection there. 50 Cent is uh, mysteriously missing off this list. I feel like he was kind of the next in that Dre, Snoop, Eminem, like before Kendrick. You know what I mean? Like in that Aftermath Records. Do you know what I mean? I might be speaking foreign language here, but they were all kind of signed under that same Dr. Dre umbrella. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that would that would make sense then. Yeah. yeah so no, just interesting. Uh, lack of uh, lack of 50 Cent on here. Lack of like um, a random, like no country, like you're not seeing like Snoop Dogg and Dirk Bentley. Do you think there might be some sort of crossover? There's got to be at some point. We got to bring Pink out on that. <laughs> on that. Isn't she always attached to that? Cord? That's shark. Just, oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. Zip line. She's just, <laughs> she just zip lines everywhere, that Pink. Like Martha Stewart hanging out with Snoop. There's going to be some weird connection. Yeah, Martha and Snoop, you think, have they ever like gone out? No, but I feel like those two, they've milked the whole connection very, uh, very lucratively. Oh, they know how to do it, right? That they do. I'm not that big on the Super Bowl halftime. It's like, that's another thing about the hype. It's like, it's never going to be what people want it to be, right? I feel like... 
yeah, if you like it, you're going to like it. If you don't, you're not like no one's mind is getting changed. No one like is going to go back and revisit Snoop's catalog and go, you know what? I am. I do like rap music. I saw that today is the anniversary of uh, Janet Jackson's oh. um, Justin Timberlake wardrobe malfunction. Is that the what old, they called it? Yeah, the old nip slip. That was one of those like terms getting introduced into our lexicon, the wardrobe malfunction. What year do you think that was? I'm going to guess 2003. Whew, almost, Jimmy. 2004. Ah. Oh, three season. Oh, four nipple. <laughs> who's that's who's a great sponsoring joke. The, who's sponsoring the Super Bowl this year? A great question. Any, um, is McDonald's out there with their new? They they have some new items, dude. Have you seen these? Yeah, but they're not new oh. items, right? They're doing like new menu hacks. So I have a problem with this. As someone who we understand my sorry, I have Brimley excuse exclusive, all over the place exclusive. We interviewed this past McDonald's employee who's now blowing the whistle and their false marketing scams. This Jim. is not as a former employee. Thank you, Patrick, first of all. But this is not as a former employee. I am uh, I'm here as a concerned citizen. I feel like the idea of a secret menu is to keep it a secret. And now a lot of these companies are like, we have secret menus too. We'll show you what it is. You know, and that's what's happening here because they're they're adding this, that they're adding hacks to their menu, right? And have you seen what they are? Have you written Mayor McCheese? Have you <laughs> called in policeman French fry? What, what was the what was the cop? Oh, uh, was there a cop? I know there was Mayor, you're right, Mayor McCheese. He was a cop, he had like the Billy Club uh, like the British the, hat, like the the not a regular police officer hat. He had like the Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what, you, what we would ascend into? And Absolutely. At, at the playland? Absolutely. Yeah, like the, the jail, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forget what his name was. We got to dig up those it. names. I will find I, it. My mom and dad, we had like those plates that you'd get. Those commemorative. Commemorative and the glasses. The glasses, like real oh, glass. They just absolutely. handed to you. I had to hand those to people. Shipping all that. <laughs> it was, that was a big week on truck. Let's say that. Um, wait, Officer wait, Big Mac is his name. Officer, oh, Officer Big Mac. Really? Oh, yeah. Very creative. Irish cop. <laughs> probably hammered. <laughs> sauced. Oh, sauced. <laughs> Officer Big Mac is sauced. Were they, um, and then you had Hamburglar. Yeah. And all that. But. I want to hear what you're saying, though, again, about the, the hacks. You're very upset because they're just not upset. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, you can't like, OK, so In-N-Out Burger has a secret menu, right? I think that's what started all of this. And you can order things a certain way that's not on their menu. And people have figured that out over time. So, like, you can get your burgers animal style, which has, like, the, the Big Mac type of sauce on it. You can get your fries animal style. You know, they, they've got all this. So now other places are like, we have hacks and they're they're adding them to their menu. And all McDonald's is doing is just combining all of the crap that's already on their menu into one super gross item. Like it just doesn't even make sense. Like here's the land, air and sea sandwich that you can now order on the McDonald's app. You ready for this? Yes. All right. It is 200% pure beef patties, a juicy chicken patty and fish sourced from sustainably managed fisheries. So chicken, fish, and 
hamburger patties topped with pickles, lettuce, onion, mayonnaise, tartar sauce, and American cheese. What's from the air? Uh, they I, think McChickens I, fly, apparently. <laughs> I don't really understand. I get the land and sea. Yeah, I don't. The, the, they think McChickens fly. I think that's what this is. Oh, really? They shoot yeah. them out of the sky? <laughs> they really do. They and a t shirt on the can. ground. It is 1,330 calories. Yeah, because it's not a sandwich. It's the entire menu <laughs> you're putting into your body. That's and haven't gross. you always wanted a burger with tartar sauce on it? Like, aren't you happy to finally do that? Oh, I'm not a fan of tartar sauce, dude. This is, I've seen this on, this sounds like something you see on a Chinese restaurant menu. They, they use that a lot. Land and air. It'll say like from from the land, from yeah. the sea, from the sea land. Yeah. Yeah. From the alley. Oh, from the. <laughs> this is gross to the bathroom is what this should be referred to as <laughs> thirteen hundred and thirty calories out of this. I don't even understand. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only available as an in-app exclusive. Some of these things. Uh, here's the surf and turf. You ready? Combine two 100% pure beef burger patty seasoned with just a pinch of salt and pepper with fish sourced from sustainably managed fisheries on multiple on multi American cheese. So again, McDonald's cheeseburgers and a fish fillet topped with pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard, and tartar sauce. You should not be able to say surf and turf at McDonald's. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to say either any of those words. Right. And what land, air and sea. Now, is it is it land and sea or is it surf and turf? What are you doing? <laughs> what Don't is- confuse everything. <laughs> Give me the land, hold the sea, some air and some turf. Can, we, <laughs> can you hack that? Here's the other they're piece. Gonna, of this. They're going to screw it all up. You ready for this? There's a couple other ones, uh, including the uh, hash brown McMuffin. Um, but the thing about these is that. These dishes also don't come ready-made. By ordering these hacks, you get the separate menu items needed and have to assemble them yourself. Oh, that's gross. So now it's Ikea. Now you <laughs> yeah, gotta make right. your own surf and turf. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so there. you look at it and go, wait, what? I'm putting a fish filet and a double cheeseburger on a chicken patty? What if I just get a cheeseburger and throw the pickles on the window? <laughs> is that okay? Do you mind if I just do that? Because this place is a shithole and there's, it's run by morons. Did you ever do that? Did you ever, I mean, I hate to say that. Uh, pickle races. Pickle races are a very important part of, uh, of the youth here in America. It taught me gambling. It taught me gravity. I learned a lot from pickle races at a fast I don't food know. I don't know who introduced me to the pickle race, but the first time I saw it, um, one of my favorite things couldn't wait to get back and order my own cheeseburger <laughs> extra pickles on the side and then there's always a kid who would get up and take the window the pickles off the window and eat them just to <laughs> oh. just just for that laugh oh. you know remember that there's always like that's the grossest thing i've guy. ever heard there's no is there a way to get a laugh i'm just going to do something that you have never seen before <laughs> oh I don't like it one bit, my friend. I think we should move into some Brimley banter. Yeah, it's about that time. We had a lot of follow-up to number 117, um, and a lot of it geared toward our friend Meatloaf. Um, Jay Walsh just reached out, was cracking up alone in my car with the Meatloaf topic. 
Uh, Colleen said, very disappointed. Pat doesn't know Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Stop right there. You know, then, I... Uh, <laughs> I got a brief history from Dan McGillicuddy of the song. We were, we were wrong on... Uh, we were wrong on a, a few of the, uh, like I was wrong on the order of how things happened in that song. I think, so we revisited the song. Have you, are you, are you more familiar with the song now? Dude, I do know that song. I apologize. I did not know the name of that song. I did not realize that that was Pot Roast who sang it. <laughs> but I do know now. And I, uh, but yeah, totally remember that song, especially at dances, you know? Like the, uh, gotta go, gotta go all the way tonight, gonna go all the way. And that's the thing, like Meatloaf, does he get credit for all that song? Because there's a woman also singing, who sings just as much as, uh, absolutely as the loaf of meat does. <laughs> and you don't hear anything about her. You don't, you don't. And, uh, former New York Yankees legend, Phil Rizzuto, who was the team broadcaster, did the baseball portion of the song. It's, I mean, come on. I, I'm not a, uh, a prude. I'm not a sophisticated human, but the low hanging trope fruit in that song about getting the first and second, like, what is it? He's talking about going up her shirt, <laughs> getting a third base. Like, what are you, 12? Yeah. Everything's about. <laughs> Got up or shit, get in there, get the second base. And then, oh, now I'm getting the third. Oh, I'm going to go all the way. Like, what? That was a hit? Unbelievable that it was a hit. Um, but it was pointed out that the whole, like, the order of this is very important. It basically, you know, once they got past third, she was like, hang on, you're going to need to promise that you're going to love me forever before we do this, right? And he, like, eventually reluctantly promises her that. And then we get the whole baseball scene. And then once he gets home, once he scores, then he's like, all right, now I am praying for the end of time. <laughs> like, like what I just praying told you. for the end of time. <laughs> well, he had to sleep on it, right? Yeah. Well, he was trying to. He was like, let's, let's smash and I'll tell you my answer tomorrow was originally. But then eventually she reluctantly got him into it. So she got him into it. He makes the commitment. They consummate, and then his he has a change of heart, sounds like. Yeah, he does. Unbelievable, these fellas, huh? <laughs> Just want one thing. Just want one thing. This is an eight-minute song. It made the U.S. top 40, but it was tagged as a novelty record. So it was like it was the same tag given to things like Cheech and Chong songs and the Chipmunks. Oh, my goodness. Which... I like better than treating it like an actual song. I would love to hear that version with the chip. There's the chipmunks. They're singing it to the girl chipmunks. No, no. This was labeled as a novelty song. So it was the same like label, like for the billboard charts as what was given to Cheech and Chong and the chipmunks. I cannot believe the chipmunks covered it. I love it. I want to hear it. <laughs> <Fucking> annoyed by <laughs> this. <laughs> I can picture him now in the sweater with the big A. I hate you so much. Bill <laughs> Rizzuto claimed he did not know his part would be used to refer to sex, but Meatloaf claims he knew exactly how they were going to use it. I love that. Rizzuto's like, what? I didn't know. And Meatloaf's like, you lie. Don't lie to these people, Phil Rizzuto. You knew exactly what we were going to do. Can you imagine that meeting at the hotel bar? <laughs> Phil Rizzuto probably committed to it when he was 
Future, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> I'll do it. Meatloaf asked Phil Rizzuto to tour with him, but Rizzuto turned him down. Yeah, he's fairly, uh, yeah. Hearing it again, it's almost like it's worse now. Yeah. And it's nine minutes long. That's the thing. It's it's not great. I mean, who was, what was the DJ doing during this song at the high school dance? Is this when they went to the bathroom? <laughs> this is the cigarette and, uh, break. When they went to have a smoke? Went this to, is it. Talk to the girls. I'm going to play. <laughs> and the song, the name of the name of the song sucks. Yeah. Paradise by the dashboard light. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. But it's long. And I did know the song. And I, and I do um, want to, you know. Hey, I'm glad we clarified. But this was a uh, this was a topic of quite a bit of Brimley banter. I think it's what everyone wanted to talk about this week. So I'm glad you revisited it. People were upset with me and disappointed, and I apologize. I don't know if you should. <laughs> no one should be disappointed that you were unfamiliar with this. Are you disappointed? I'm okay with it either way. I got to know. I no, got to know right now. <laughs> don't you do this. So, yeah, people were disappointed I didn't know the song, and I apologize. All right? I want you guys to play that at my funeral. <laughs> Is that appropriate? Probably not. Stick with Eagle's Wings. But yes, um, Brindley Banter was great. I heard from some people as well. We love you guys chiming in, leaving us reviews, and, uh, and, and checking in. I want to tell you this, dude, um, because I was telling you I was Catholic Schools Week, and I'm enjoying the break because last, last week, I, Joe's had that project with the state, and then Elliot had to do a diorama. Have you done a diorama recently, Jim? Oh, man, not recently, but I should. They were my favorite. Like to me, the idea of like whenever we got new shoes, it was like, hang on to that box. We can make a diorama. I never understood the need for a diorama. What? What does it do? It supplements the project. Like it's a visual representation of what's what, what you're trying to talk about, Patrick. Maybe a a Native American setting or a a it was always something history related, wasn't it? It might be like uh, Germany in the 40s, like but it was always a visual representation of something from our past. Yes, of a action figure trying to be someone historical. Like hell yeah, that's not Spider Man. That's the you know Magellan. <laughs> that's Ponce de Leon. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, my dioramas were always probably weak, you know, first you got to get the shoe box. Um, they were using like a random box, a bigger box than a shoe oh box. Yeah. You can't and do that I, either. And I was like, listen, you, <laughs> this, this is last minute. It's not even that good. Let's be honest. The Arctic <laughs> Fox, like it was, he, I, I, I don't think he had the whole assignment. <laughs> we missed a couple steps. So anyway, I just felt like this is not that great. Don't bring more attention to it. Be a regular Yeah. Be exactly like someone else. Find. <laughs> do we buy them Crocs when they were tiny? Can we do a, find a little shoebox? That's what we should have <laughs> kept. Should have kept the shoeboxes from their baby shoes. A little mini diorama. Oh, that's that great. Badass. Little chic, shabby chic, vintage. <laughs> little. Oh, here. I'm surprised that we're not doing that. Little tiny house hunter no. diorama. I'm surprised the moms haven't like, you know what? I actually got a cute little shoebox on Etsy that I'm going <laughs> to use, but thank you. We're already done because the parents do the assignment and then we raise the bar. 
I don't get involved in any of that. Like, dude, your diorama is going to be your diorama. Like, yeah, I saw them painting it and, you know, I helped out a little bit and I was there to, to be supportive, but I'm not doing it. Sure. So, um, you know, off they went with the day, but well, I was always like kind of concerned about the shoe too, because you, you can't just have a shoe box. He's not at that age yet. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to go over there with my sister's tree torn, <laughs> you know, go over there. with some. Fun. I can't use a, a K Swiss. <laughs> they're going to think they're going to think that I am at home wearing K Swiss. Right. When you I'm, not, buy. When I'm not, when I'm not here. Hell Yeah. But you don't want to use like a Jordan shoebox either. You don't want to just for any old diorama, no. right? Like it's got to be cool enough, but not too cool. It's got to be like your mom's, you know, something from a dress shoe or um, yeah. an Al- Allen Edmonds. Yeah, I got it. absolutely an Allen Edmonds uh, uh, floor shine. I probably uh, oh, floor. I shine probably made a diorama sure. or two out of floor shine. Jernins. Oh yeah. I was like, give me that red wing box and see if we can make a picture of a sunset. I just never felt like, oh, you know what? There, there it is. That's the exact scene that I was picturing. That, that <laughs> no. this really, this expresses exactly how I pictured it. Mm-hmm. And then like, you try to get it to school. It's a flat, <laughs> you're trying to, everything's standing up and the flat, and you have to walk it seven blocks. <laughs> up the stairs, through the building. It's usually horrible weather. <laughs> you have your coat on. Do you cover it? Like it's, it's yeah. never, it's not like an easy thing to transport. I had to take a bus. And so by the time now you're like holding it steady on the bus, but everyone's got their dioramas. So there's not as much room on the bus as usual. So if you're one of the last stops, it's like, you better hope your parents just drive you that day. You better hope diorama day. You get a ride from mom. You get, do you have your, your shoebox assignment? That's what it is. <laughs> Why did they come up with this word diorama? <laughs> what is that even from? It's not even a great word. We all know what it sounds like. That we do. A model representing a scene with three-dimensional figures, either in miniature or as a large-scale museum exhibit, or as a, a falling-down shoebox made by a juvenile. <laughs> With construction paper, half-assed with marker. Significant help from a parent. I love when the diorama, it's like the marker, it's like super blue over here. And then you <laughs> by the end of it. it. It's like <laughs> a highlighter by the end of it. Plus, you gotta be like, well, when do I get that action figure back? <laughs> right. Like, how long am I gonna be without Hulk Hogan? Do you remember any of the dioramas you made? I really, I remember one being like a uh, like a Native American setting. That's something I can remember for sure. And um, something from like wartime also, but I don't remember which war. I don't remember. I don't remember who Sergeant Slaughter was fighting, but I would imagine he was part of it. That's probably how I remember. Maybe a Corporal Kirshner, maybe a couple of the G.I. Joe guys. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, this is Normandy. They're never to scale either because they're always from like different different (laughs) lines. So like the G.I. Joe is like... Yes. The giant, the little guy. You got like a Lego, a G.I. Joe, and then like a, a big, like a rubber wrestling figure. And you're like, oh, well, that's Niam. That's the, that's the New Year's monster. <laughs> so he's just going to come in and murder everybody. They all suck. I don't even remember ever being like, that's a good one. 
like being <laughs> jealous of one. Oh, Nothing. really? There's never been one that's like stuck with me. Like, wow. Hey man, nailed oh. the diorama. Good. Great. Sweet diorama. I've always felt like there was that one family who was like way too put together. That would be like, oh yeah, we just put a little rubber cement on the feet. Yeah, no, it was real <laughs> simple. We just, we glue it in permanently. We work on dioramas year round. So this is pretty easy for us. We have a hot glue gun. <laughs> we have a hot glue gun at the house. We always use boot boxes. We <laughs> like the, we like the larger box so we can express ourselves. Put on these 3D glasses. You can see, you can see a whole new scene this way. Dude, we have a glue gun. Um, and I was introduced to the glue gun. Um, when was this? I don't know, within the last, you know, the, mar- the married years. I never okay. had a glue gun before. Have you used one? I've used one. I've never had one. They're dangerous. Yeah, for I mean, sure. It, it, very hot. <laughs> Immediate. <laughs> and you will burn yourself. And you have to act like you're not, but you will. But they're, they're fascinating. They're awesome. They're fun to load. I like using them. Absolutely. Um, I always felt like that was one of those things that just other families owned, though. You know what I mean? Like a, like a hot glue gun and like a label printer. I always right. felt that like those are like they're like boats to me. You don't need a hot glue gun. You should just have a friend with a hot glue gun. <laughs> no. And actually, before you go to someone's house, you should ask them if they have a. Do you have a glue gun in your house? And where do you keep it? <laughs> yeah, it's in the safe. Oh, good. That's responsible parenting. All right, homie. Um, we should wrap it up. I uh, want to remind everyone to download, subscribe, and listen. If you know anyone in Cleveland, Ohio, tell them we're going to be at Hilarities February 10th to 12th. Jim, can't wait to be with you there. It's going to be a good time. Also, I might see some brims up in Milwaukee or Minneapolis this weekend. Say hello. If I see you, I'll be with Sebastian there. And uh, that's all I got, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will, uh, I'm in Rockford on Friday night. But I believe that is sold out. And then I'm um, headlining the Bend Theater in West Bend, Wisconsin. And I believe there's a few tickets left. So that should sell out as well on Saturday, uh, February 5th. And then, uh, Patrick, tonight I'm going to see a play. Wow. Uh, Katie's a big theater goer and uh, there's a lottery apparently where you can like win tickets to the next day's performance. So we're going to see Hairspray tonight. And then just as I start to feel classy, I'm, uh, I'm going to see pro wrestling with some people tomorrow. I got like back to back nights. People are like, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? They're like, yeah, I'll see a musical and then pro wrestling and back to back evenings. That's, That's my versatility. Awesome. You are versatile. You are the everyman. And I love it. Have a great time. Go get some culture and enjoy hairspray. That's my brother. We'll see you soon. All right. See you, buddy. Later.